Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. This is a Shares for Beginners quick tip. Essential lessons. Questions answered. Scott Phillips is the Chief Investment Officer from The Motley Fool. In this quick tip, we define what a commodity is, if lithium is a commodity, and if it will end up being a great investment. We also touch on whether it's possible to never lose money in the share market. And as Scott says, be diversified, be long-term, focus on businesses and their fundamentals. So this is super, super important. I don't like mining companies, generally speaking, and the idea of a commodity, we say, oh, that's a commodity these days. What we're actually saying is that's cheap, it's substitutable, it's easily accessible. Now, I don't know about you, but if I had a product that had those characteristics, I wouldn't be expecting a good business out of it, right? Uh, if I'm going to sell you know, fresh air, I'm not going to make that much money out of it because it's kind of around easy to get to and it's free. So I'm not going to be able to sell that. Now, if I'm mining lithium right now, I can see a massive growth, like the airline story. There is going to be, I'm absolutely sure, a massive growth in the demand for lithium over the next 20 years. I think electric vehicles are probably the future. I think we're probably going to have an incomplete electric fleet by 2040-something, probably. And at that point, someone will go, see, I told you how big lithium was going to be. And that's absolutely true. But the flip side is, if the supply of lithium keeps up, there's no reason for the price to go up. But if the price doesn't go up, where's the profit come from? Oil is the simplest example. If you, again, like the airline story, in the 1910s and 20s, if you just said, hey, by 2015, 16, pre-electric vehicles, every car, millions of cars, well, they sell 80 million cars a year, I think, around the world, are going to run on, on oil and all these ships and all these planes. And oil's going to be fantastic. Oil, inflation adjusted, sells for about the same price it used to back in 1910, 1920. Amazing. And it's simply because <laughs> people have supplied so much more of it to keep up with the demand. And if you haven't got a scarce resource you're not going to get any profit out of it. If you can't get any profit out of it, you can't make money owning the shares. So I hope lithium booms. I hope we end up all driving electric vehicles for their cool cars and they're good for the environment. I hope that's true. I don't believe we're going to make a fortune buying lithium miners though, because the commodity is so abundant, as you rightly say, easy to get to. In fact, it'll get cheaper to get to as we get to more scale. So in fact, the cost will probably go down rather than up of getting lithium out of the ground. Something I'm asking all of my guests now is, how do you ensure that you don't lose money? Okay, so if anyone tells you that they there is an answer to that question, they're lying to you. You can't do it. There's no possible way to ensure you're not losing money. There is no scenario under which you can guarantee the avoidance of loss. You can have money stolen. You can have fraud. You can have government breakdown. You can have currency devaluation. There's a trillion ways you can lose money. So very optimistic start, by the way, but, but be really, really clear. If anyone says, oh, here's how you do it, uh-uh. Now, they can minimize the chance of loss. That's different, but you can't avoid it. When it comes to shares, there's a couple of things. The first is that, my firm belief, this is ETS by the way, and share. So the, the stock market generally in whatever form. Over time, companies invent new and better ways of doing things. Now that can be better mousetraps, it can be new mousetraps. The iPhone itself simply didn't exist conceptually until Steve Jobs came up with it. Businesses find ways of improving the human condition. That's no charity thing, right? A lot of them do it for money. Some are doing it for just for the pure art of it. You know, penicillin was, was discovered and that's been a, a game changer. The iPhone's making a fortune for Apple shareholders. Has it been good for the world? I guess that's an open question we can all discuss later. <laughs> um, so 
if businesses continue to find better and newer ways of doing things, it is going to advance human progress. If that happens, companies are going to make more money. It's always been true. Again, could it stop at some point? I guess. But if you look at the arc of history, that's always been true. So if, if companies continue to make more things and therefore more money, if that remains true, that's step number one. Step number two is those companies that are successful are most likely to list on the stock markets. And if that's also true, that's two reasons why I think company profits will continue to go up into the future. Share prices are volatile, massively volatile. But again, over time, the price of a share will follow the value of the company, which is determined by its profits. So you're getting this nice line between activity, profits, and share prices. That's always, again, been the case thus far. I can't promise you it won't change. No one can. My best guess is that continues to be the case. So if that's true, over time, and the market keeps going up, that's my bet on making money in shares. So in the short term, anything can happen. We've seen the COVID recession. We saw the GFC. Shares fell 38% in Australia, I think, in the COVID recession. Um, That will happen from time to time. Over the long term, though, shares tend to go up. So that's the first thing. Second thing is be diversified. Now, whether that's a broadly diversified ETF, whether that's a broadly diversified portfolio of shares, you want to have 10, 15, 20, 25 shares, um, individual companies in your portfolio to be properly diversified. So if one does go broke, and they do from time to time, it's not going to destroy your portfolio. So this is a game of numbers and probabilities, knowing that some will go, we can all name them, one tell HIH, plenty of others besides have and will go broke. Well, ancient but, history. Exactly, right? <laughs> well, and that's the thing where there's got to be new ones too yep. soon. Mm-hmm. Um but the biggest companies continue to add value over time. So it's really important. We actually, what I like about your question is it's important not to focus on the individual company, but the market or your portfolio. If you're expecting all the companies to do well, you're on a hiding to nothing. If you think they're all going to go up in share price, you're on a hiding to nothing. I've recommended, I want to say, maybe 90 companies in my time running Share Advisor. I'd say about 40% of those have actually lost money. That's And that's about average. Of the 60% who've made money, they've beaten the market thus far, touch wood. Um, so again, we're not trying to avoid loss because the only way to avoid loss is leave it under the bed, right? And you're not going to make any money either. So be diversified, be long-term, focus on businesses, not the share prices. And like we said before, ignore the stories, focus on the fundamentals. If you found this podcast helpful, please tell a friend, especially if it's someone who needs to start thinking about investing for their future. You'll be helping them and helping me to keep this show on the road. Shares for Beginners is for information and educational purposes only. It isn't financial advice and you shouldn't buy or sell any investments based on what you've heard here. Any opinion or commentary is the view of the speaker only, not shares for beginners. This podcast doesn't replace professional advice regarding your personal financial needs, circumstances or current situation. And thank you for listening to my podcast. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.